Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. This is chapter 12 and I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B. And I hope, I hope everyone out there is ready for the biggest party of the summer. Yes, that's right. This weekend, coming up on Sunday, August 21st, is SummerSlam. And I will be talking all about SummerSlam, but not just that because... This actually is a jam-packed weekend full of all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, So, I'll be going over the whole weekend. This is the biggest weekend in wrestling uh, other than uh, WrestleMania weekend uh, of the year. So, there's a lot going on. Uh, So, we're going to dive into all that stuff. I also have a couple boxes I'm going to open. So, um, that should be fun. These pro wrestling crates. Got a couple... uh, just uh, sitting here, ready to get opened up, because, uh, so, normally, I do this kind of stuff on the other podcast, G&G Presents Boom Podcast, unfortunately, due to um, scheduling issues, uh, creative issues, some infighting, there may have been, uh, someone may have been thrown through a barbershop window, I don't know what exactly happened, but we haven't been recording lately, so I decided probably not going to do one this weekend i don't think and even if we did we'd just simply be talking about SummerSlam. i think so kind of want to do everything so i'm doing this on the one man renegade podcast and no this isn't going to become just a wrestling podcast don't worry about it but it is wrestling is something i'm very um into obviously and uh you know i did the wrestlemania podcast on one man renegade podcast before uh you know so it's going to be something i definitely talk about from here and like, you know, here and there, you know, especially if the other podcast doesn't continue. Uh, but before we get into Wrestle, uh, SummerSlam, sorry, or any of that stuff, there's uh, actually a card tomorrow night. And as I record, this is Thursday, August 18th. And actually, the weekend was supposed to start tonight at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Uh, there was supposed to be a SummerSlam weekend kickoff party concert, whatever you want to call it uh unfortunately um it uh was headlined by florida and uh he's terrible and no one wanted to go see him so it got canceled not a big surprise there i mean they only announced it like i think it was like a month ago or so and like if your headliner is florida you know first of all you're 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 playing from behind to begin with and uh your theory that wrestling fans like florida i don't know if that's necessarily the case um so already again behind and also there's nothing really going on today there for the most part i mean i mean i understand it's brooklyn new york so there's obviously a lot of people just in that general area but in terms of people that are going there for wrestle uh for SummerSlam or for wrestling or whatever um they're probably not there yet you know it's thursday so okay people might have to work on friday i think there's some meet and greets tomorrow uh, uh, you know, starting and whatever. So maybe if you take a long weekend, you're gonna go Friday, but then you got NXT on Saturday, Wrestle uh, SummerSlam on Sunday, and then Raw on Monday. If you're all going to all those things, you're not gonna want to go to a concert on Thursday. It just doesn't make any sense. So ultimately, they didn't have enough ticket sales and cancel it, which is probably a good thing for everyone involved, uh, except for Florida. Sorry, Florida. Um, go back to Florida because your name's Florida. With a space in between. The flow and the rider. And you pronounce it weird. And people are eating faces down there. Again! But neither here nor there. 
All right, let's get into it. The first thing tomorrow night, uh, uh, Friday, August 19th, in Las Vegas, the city of Sin or the Sin City or whatever they call it. Um, what happens there stays there except for when there's a pay-per-view that's on television live from there or something, uh, which there's not. There's more than one this weekend, but we'll get into that when we get to that. Um, Ring of Honor is having their uh, Death Before Dishonor uh pay-per-view um which is an interesting name for a pay-per-view first of all let's just get that out of the way but here's the other thing about this pay-per-view and um it's something that they do a lot with their pay-per-views because they have a working agreement with new japan pro wrestling and they have a lot of japanese wrestlers on their cards you know bring in talent from japan and and all that stuff and and going forward they're actually going to have more talent coming in from CMLL, which is the Mexican League, which actually already had a working agreement with New Japan Pro Wrestling, but now they're all three of them are going to have a working agreement, so it's going to be a lot of mixing and matching of Mexican and Japan Wrestling and Ring of Honor. Um, but here's the problem I have with this. When you lead up to a pay-per-view, um, the, the Japanese wrestlers that they bring in for the, re- for the pay-per-views, they're not necessarily in the United States when they do the TV tapings, and so, there's not a hell of a lot of stories involved with a lot of these matches. You know, not to take any way thing away from the wrestling or whatever, but you know, some of the storylines between these guys don't don't exist because there was no way to do that. You know, part of that's just having a one hour show weekly, one hour show of Ring of Honor. You don't have really a lot of time to establish enough stuff. Another part of it is you do one taping a month or whatever they do. Uh, so, you know, if the Japanese guys aren't in town, they're not in town, and they're not going to be able to provide anything for the feuds, which, you know, on the one hand, it's like, oh, well, that's unfortunate. On the other hand, it's Ring of Honor, they're more wrestling-based to begin with. But at the same time, you'd like to have some sort of storyline to get yourself, you know, involved in, you know, why these guys are fighting, who am I supposed to be rooting for, like, what's the, what's the backstory, um, but, you know, there's not a ton of that when they do these cards a lot of times. We'll get into it as we go along. And there's also a bunch of guys that aren't here. But we'll get into that as we go along, too, because there's another show going on this weekend, which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, Alright, so, Ring of Honor. It's, uh, actually, here's what I'm going to do, actually. I'm going to keep uh, keep a tabs. Keep tabs. I'm going to do predictions, even though a lot of these matches I have no real knowledge of what's going on with them uh but i'm i'm gonna do my predictions and uh i'll see how i do at the end of the night and the end of the weekend really and i'll post it on the blog when i uh when i see how i do so all right let's start there's eight matches on this card um starting off with hold on let me bring it up real quick um we got uh in a Number one contenders match, four-way survival match for the number one contender of the Ring of Honor World Television title. We got Leo Rush versus Jay White, who are relatively newcomers in Ring of Honor. They were part of the... I think they were both in that... They do, like, kind of this tournament to determine, like, who's, like... I forget what they call it, but there's, like, a tournament to... You know, whoever wins this tournament's gonna get, like, a... A contract or whatever. I think they were both. Leo Rush won it. I think Jay White was in it. I'm not totally sure. Uh, and then Don, Donovan died. Jack uh, versus. <laughs> and I apologize for the some of the pronunciations of these names because I don't know a lot of you guys. Kamaichi 
I believe that's how you say it. Um, I mean, on the one hand, I think Donovan digects the guy they kind of they're kind of trying to push. Um, especially now that Moose is gone, he's kind of like their big guy. If and when I say big guy, I mean like physically big guy. Uh, Moose was that guy, but he went to TNA. Uh, so he's kind of their guy now, and I kind of feel like they're going to push him, but I don't necessarily know if he'll be in the television title hunt. Uh, I know we already had a title match with Jay Lethal, but I feel like that might be the way to go. I think Leo Rush, I'm going to guess Leo Rush wins this, just just because I think they want to push him too, and given that he won that, that whatever that tournament thing was called, which I can't remember, um, I'm going to go with Leo Rush on that one. Alright, next up we have a grudge match, which I believe is a no-disqualification match, if I remember correctly, between Jay Briscoe and Hangman Page. Hangman Page, Adam Page, who has this new Hangman gimmick ever since he joined the Bullet Club. I'm a little confused on whether or not he's in the Bullet Club, because I think it happened at one of their house shows, and it wasn't really on television, and he hasn't really been hanging out with the Bullet Club, so I'm not totally 100% sure if he's actually in the Bullet Club or not. But regardless, he's fighting Jay Briscoe. We called him out last week on Ring of Honor, and they're having a grudge match with no disqualifications. I gotta imagine Jay Briscoe wins this. You know, like unless, like I said, he's Hangman Page had get some help from the Bullet Club, which he might be in. I think he is. Um... But still, I feel, I still think Jay Briscoe is winning this one. All right, so next up is a six-man tag, and featuring Chaos. And these are Chaos is a again that, that this is a New Japan faction. Uh, Chaos, uh, it's basically Bullet Club's the bad guys. Chaos is the good guys. I think for the most part. And this, what this match is, Chaos vs. Bull Club. So the Chaos is Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta, who are also known as uh, Rapongi Vice, uh, and Turu Yano versus the Bull Club, which is... Oh, jeez. Yujiro, Tamatanga, and Tanga Loa, which those last two are... Those guys are uh, uh, Ming or Haku's sons, I believe. Um, so... Uh, I, I'm going to go with the Bullet Club. Just because they're the Bullet Club. Like I said, there's no real storyline based off this other than it's Chaos versus the Bullet Club, which is, like I said, New Japan type of thing. So, um, there you go. Bullet Club. Alright, moving on. Next uh, is the... Uh, Pro Wrestling's last real man, Silas Young, is taking on Karoshiru Shibata. Um, again, other than I think Silas Young cut a promo uh, saying that he was going to beat Karoshiru Shibata up, I don't think there's been real much storyline here. With that said, I don't think Karoshiru uh, Shibata, who I believe is some sort of Champion? I don't know. But anyways, it's an untitled match regardless. Uh, maybe he's not anyways. But 
I feel like they're not bringing him over to Japan to lose to Silas Young. I mean, I, listen, I don't dislike Silas Young. I think he's actually kind of funny, uh, and his character's kind of old school. But um, I don't think he's losing. I mean, I don't think he's beating Shibata on this one. All right, next up, in a non-title match, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, the Rainmaker, Kazushika Okada, is taking on Dalton Castle, who always has his boys with him. Now, Dalton Castle, if you're not familiar with Dalton Castle, or Okada for that matter, Okada's kind of like the big New Japan guy right now. He's he's the champion, obviously. So, um, And he's been the champion on and off. For a good while. Uh, I know he lost it for a little bit, but then he got it back. Um, and Dal- Dalton Castle is kind of... His gimmick... Let me, his, his gimmick is basically kind of like... He's kind of like... Um, how do I put this? Sort of an Elton John slash... Uh, What's-his-face from Queen... Why am I blanking on the lead singer for Queen's name? The lead singer for Queen. Yeah, him. He died. He's the lead singer of Queen, you know? That guy. And actually, his theme music is basically a Queen ripoff, uh, uh, a ripoff of I Want It All by Queen. Um, and Freddie Mercury was the guy I was thinking of. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Uh, but yeah, so basically, that's sort of like his gimmick. He comes out with like this weird, like kind of like... jumpsuit thing that has wings it's crazy and he's got his boys who are like these two guys that fan him and stuff it's it's pretty ridiculous uh considering it's ring of honor and i mean it's pretty much the most over the top thing that ring of honor does um but um again I, i just don't see okada coming over as the iwgp champion and losing to dalton castle i just don't it doesn't i don't see it happening so um I gotta go with Okada on that one. Alright, next up, we get, well, now we're getting into the title matches. There's a triple threat Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship match. The Addiction, Christopher Daniels and Freddie Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian, sorry, are defending the titles. Now, this match is a little bizarre given what they put on TV. So the original match that was supposed to happen was supposed to be the Addiction defending the titles against the Motor Mach- Motor City Machine Guns and War Machine. And uh, well, they apparently the Addiction injured both teams, I guess, supposedly. Although Motor City Machine Guns are not wrestling because they're busy. I don't know what happened with War Machine. Um... But then they had, then the Young Bucks had a match with Rapongi Vice, which was supposed to be for a number one contender match, but then that's not at the pay-per-view, that's another time Young Bucks won, but Young Bucks are also busy that night, or, well, not that night specifically, but they're not in, not in the country, let's say, we'll get to that in a little bit, so, I don't understand how this match even came to be, but whatever, it's, uh, Tetsuya Naito and Evil versus Michael Elgin and Hiroshi Hiroshi Tanahashi and they're fighting the addiction in a triple threat for the tag titles. Um 
Given that the other four guys in this match that aren't the Addiction are all in New Japan, and while I know they have a working agreement and whatever, I don't see the Addiction losing the titles to either of these teams. Especially considering there's no background with any of these teams. Like, what, what's the storyline here? The storyline's with War Machine, and then the Young Bucks, and the Mr. City Machine Guns. So I don't see them losing. Especially considering that they kind of set up a match between the Young Bucks and the Addiction, which I don't know if it was already recorded or what, but if that's the case, it's kind of spoiler alerts a little bit, but I don't know. I don't know that for, I'm not, I'm just saying that because I don't understand because they have television tapes since the next night, but they are going to be in the country. So obviously that match isn't going to happen unless it's just happening at a house show or something. I don't really know. But I feel like there's already television taped. But usually those matches don't have any... So what happens was they they air their shows on Thursdays or something or whatever. But not all over the country. Like some places air them on different nights and whatever. Syndication, sort of. Um, So they record stuff that obviously is going to play this weekend. Which, whether when you see it, might be before or after the pay-per-view. And then... I think even next week they'll probably still be taped matches because they record the new stuff on Saturday and probably don't have enough time to get it all packaged together for when it's supposed to go out to whatever the first showing is whatever on whatever station that is. But regardless, I still think the Addiction is going to win that match. Long story short. Alright, next up is the uh, Ring of Honor World Television Championship with Mark Briscoe. Taking on Bobby Fish. Um, I don't... I don't see Bobby Fish losing this yet. But I kind of feel like they gotta do something here. Um, I'm gonna go with Mark Briscoe. Kind of an upset a little bit. I feel like... He's he's pretty popular and people seem to like him. He cut his hair. So give him the title. Why not? Bobby Fish, whatever. He'll be around still. Alright, and finally, the main event for the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship. You got Adam Cole, baby. The new, uh, well, not the newest member, but a member of the Bullet Club. Uh, taking on Jay Lethal, who's defending his championship that he's held for, ah, it's been over a year now. I feel like he won it last June, not this past June, but last June. Um, uh, Jay Briscoe. That was kind of when I first started watching, uh, Ring of Honor on a regular basis. Um, out of Cole, of course, in the Bullet Club, but his running buddies, the Young Bucks, aren't around. Some other members of the Bullet Club are there, so they could always get involved. Um, or someone else could join the Bullet Club, who knows. Um, but I, I still I still see Jay Lethal walking out as champion. And then the Cabinet, who I don't really understand, and it's kind of a rip-off of the Cabinet, because they already did that in WWE, like, ten years ago, with JBL. Um, they're supposed to be there doing something. Something, I don't know. So I don't know what that is, but whatever. Uh, and then he went, Jay Lethal walks out, still champion. 
And there you go. That's uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor, Friday night on pay-per-view at 9 o'clock, I believe. Uh, so go check that out. Um, all right, next up, on Saturday, August 20th, uh, live from Brooklyn, New York, at the Barclays Center, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn Part 2 is happening. Um, there's only six matches scheduled on this card. Um, so, I don't know how long it's going to be. People are saying it might be two hours, might be two and a half, might even go three. But with only six matches, I, don't, I can't see it going three hours. Uh, but regardless, anyways, it should be a good show. Um, and, uh, all right. Let's run down the card for that. Um, so we're going to start off. we got the debuting Ember Moon, who uh, is, uh, I think she, she was, I forget what her name was in the indies. She's a, she was, she's been bounced around the indies uh, quite a bit, but now she's debuting in the WWE. I think her name was Athena or something like that in the indies. Um, she's making her debut against Billy Kay. Australian uh, wrestler who's kind of making a jump up since a lot of the a lot of the women wrestlers got pu- pulled up to the main car or the main uh, show once the draft went down. I had Jax, Carmella, Alexa Bliss um, have all moved up to SmackDown and Raw, so they kind of need to fill in the rest of the women's division down in NXT. And Amber Moon debuting as part of that, and Billy Kay, who's been around for a while. Actually, I think she had a match on SmackDown too, randomly, uh, a few months ago. Um, uh, or coming, or, yeah, whatever. So that's that's what's going on there. Uh, I don't see Billy Kay beating the debuting Ember Moon. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I, I, I don't see it happening. So uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, Ember Moon. All right, next up we got. Austin Aries uh, taking on No Way Jose. Uh, no Way Jose made his debut at the last takeover, which I th- think I can't. When did Austin Aries? De- ah, whatever. In, in any case, they're um, going to be fighting. They've had a little bit of a feud last month or so. Um, I wanted. I. I See, I kind of want to say Austin Aries is going to win this one, but uh, given that No Way Jose is kind of the newer, fresher thing, I think they're trying to push him a little bit more than Austin Aries, given Austin Aries is Austin Aries. Um, uh, Yeah, I think I got to go with No Way Jose on this one. And, yeah. I mean, it's, yes, it's a ridiculous name, and his music is ridiculous, and the whole gimmick's kind of ridiculous, but for some reason, people seem to kind of like it, I guess. I don't know. And Austin Aries, I mean, no offense to Austin Aries, he's a really good wrestler and can put on some great matches, but his gimmick is the same as it has been, and I wasn't really all that over in TNA. Well, I mean, it was initially, but it kind of just lost, it kind of just faded out, and I don't know, but anyways, um, yeah, there we go, moving on, we got the debuting, well, sorry, in-ring debut of, or, let me take that back, in-ring television debut of Bobby Roode, um, whose theme song is amazing, if you haven't heard the theme song, look it up, Bobby Roode, glorious, uh, 
I think it's called Glorious or Glorious Domination or something like along those lines. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it got stuck in my head, and get get ready for it to get stuck in your head because it will get stuck in your head. Trust me. And get ready for it to be stuck in your head, and you have to listen to it over and over again, even though it's basically the same thing over and over again, anyways. But regardless, uh, it's fantastic. He's taking Andrade Cien Almas, uh, who I think also to debuted in the last mm, NXT, also. Or maybe, no, he debuted. I'm sorry, I take that back. He debuted the last takeover. It wasn't No Way Jose. Jose debuted prior to that, I believe. Uh, but anyways, um, I can't see Bobby Roode losing his debut. I mean, I know they just brought the CN guy in, but you know, th- this could end up being some sort of double disqualification or something. I, I mean, I don't know, but I just can't see Bobby Roode losing this. Um, so I'll go with Bobby Roode. All right, next up uh, for the tag titles, we got the Revival taking on defending the defending their championship against Johnny Gargano, Johnny Gargano, aka Johnny Wrestling, and Tommaso Ciampa, aka Psycho Killer. Uh, now these guys, Tommaso and Gargano, or sorry, Ciampa and Tommaso, goddamn it, Gargano and <laughs> Ciampa had a awesome match on the uh, Cruiserweight Classic um, a few weeks ago. Uh, it was it was an amazing match. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on the network. Um, I forget what episode exactly it was. It wasn't... It was the last It was the last episode of the first round that helps out at all. It was a really good match. It was fantastic. Uh, and now they got a tag together. Now, Revival just won the tag titles back from... Uh, uh, American Alpha, who are moving up to, who moved up to SmackDown. So, I don't know if they're gonna just drop them again. It seems a little too quick. But I said that when they won them, and then lost them, and then won them again. So it, it seems, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if they really know what to do with the tag championship. So I think they're just gonna bounce back and forth a bunch. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Gargano and Ciampa. Champa, Champa. I, I still don't know how to say his last name. And uh, so, yeah, I think, and from what I understand, these guys both are still working the indies for right now. But as it, as my understanding is, come the end of September, they're going to be exclusively with WWE. Um, so whether that means they stay in XT or come up, I don't know. Uh, what happens with their revival, I don't know either. Um, kind of seemed like now that they split the brands, they need some more tag teams to fill out both of the brands' tag team divisions. But then you're going to kind of, you know, delude NXT. So, I don't know. But anyways, let's keep going. Let's move it along. Um, we got the NXT Women's Championship. Bailey trying to regain her title against Asuka. Here's another situation. Both of these ladies could easily be coming up to the main roster because, again, they split the rosters. So both the uh, SmackDown and Raw um, women's divisions are a little thin, uh, especially given a couple of news stories that have come up, that which I'll get to. 
in a little bit when we get to SummerSlam. Uh, so, I don't know. I mean, I think Asuka's just going to keep it, and I think Bailey's going to come up uh, pretty quick to either Raw or SmackDown. Uh, and I think Asuka's going to stick around for a little bit, defend her title maybe one more time or so. But, yeah, I think Asuka's got this. And then finally, the main event of the evening, the uh, NXT Championship match. You got uh, Shinsuke Nakamura taking on Samoa Joe, uh, who's defending his title. Um, you know, this is a, I mean, it's another situation where easily these guys could come up to the main roster. I mean, Samoa Joe's been, Samoa Joe's been in there in the NXT uh, for well over a year now, or just about a year or so. Um, well, it's been over a year, I believe. Because um, he definitely wrestled at Brooklyn last year, but that might have been his first match. Um, and then Shinsuke Nakamura, he's only been around since April, but he's not exactly the youngest guy in the world. Actually, neither of them are, really. So maybe, and he's very over, and maybe, in, you know, there's a lack, let's say, of uh, Japanese wrestlers on the main roster right now. In fact, I don't think there are any that I can think of. Uh, maybe wrong, but I don't think so. Um, so maybe move that guy, move him up, you know, kind of diverse your uh, roster a little bit. Not that it's not in terms of people from different countries anyways. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, whatever. That, that's not really the, the issue here, but I think... I think Samoa Joe keeps it. I think Samoa Joe's just going to be the NXT guy. Like, I don't know where he fits in if you bring him up. You know what I mean? I just don't see where he um, fits into the roster right now. I mean, easily come up and, you know, be a contender. But I just feel like he, being the NXT champion, has done a really good job of that. And kind of been that mainstay for NXT. Um, especially with Finn Balor moving up now. Um, so yeah, I think Samoa Joe will keep the title. Which will be Nakamura's first loss, I believe, but whatever. I mean, they're not building him up as any sort of Bill Goldberg with a streak or anything like that, so I don't think it really matters. Alright, so now, before we get into the next little piece of business, I I want to get to one of these boxes, because I got two of these boxes sitting right here, all ready to be opened. I got the June box, and I got the July box of Pro Wrestling Crates, which um, you'll see a little bit of a, a pattern here while I'm on these. Um, uh, these are put together by Top Rope Tuesday. Top Rope Tuesday, I believe it's called. And um, Mick Foley is also involved in these, and uh, you'll you'll find that out real quickly. Uh, I mean, the first box they ever sent was based off of Mick Foley. Um, Hardcore Legend, or whatever it was called. Uh and there's been plenty of Mick Foley paraphernalia throughout the course of the ones I've gotten. So um, certainly he's heavily involved. And with that said, the June box was called the Summer of Love. And says it's a tie-dye. It's a sticker on the top. It is a tie-dye. And it says, oh, have mercy. So I'm guessing there's some dude love stuff involved in this. Uh, but uh, go ahead and open that real quick. Uh, I'll take pictures, I'll post them on the blog, don't worry, don't worry everyone, um, 
Uh, I got you covered. I got you covered with everything. I know this is more of a video. These are better for videos, but whatever. It's it's cool. It's cool. Don't get your panties in a bunch or whatever. Um, all right, let's open this bad boy up. See what we got. Stickers are kind of hard to open. Um, but here we go. All right. All right, let's pop this bad boy open. What do we got in there? All right, well, I see a t-shirt right off the bat. So that's nothing new because we always seem to get t-shirts in every box, sometimes too. Uh, let's see. All right, let's just open up. Let's start on top, so we'll open that one up first. And it is a dude. Dude's Love Shack. Oh, have mercy. And it has a picture of a little shack with a bunch of hearts around it and a peace sign on the door. So, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. Dude Love um, shirt. Um, all right, let's see what else we got in there. There's um, a card says dude summer of love mix volume one and there's spotify and it has a code on it and it says groovy summer favorites handpicked by mick foley okay i'll check that out i have no idea what that could possibly be but uh that should be interesting all right uh now um coming up next there's a pin you always seem to get a pin it's basically the same as the sticker uh it says oh how murphy has the has the uh, tie-dye thing and says press create June summer love uh, then there's also smells like a um, it's again the same layout this same uh, layout it's got the oh have mercy uh, logo well oh there's barbed wire wrapped around it I just noticed that that's kind of cool wait is there bar oh yeah they have barbed wire <laughs> wrapped around it that's interesting I didn't notice that before it's uh but anyways this is a air freshener there's also a pair of sunglasses that say Dude Love on them, and they're tie-dye, as you might imagine. Uh, so, that's cool. And then, oops. Uh, there's another uh, Give Me a Lapel Yeah uh, Pro Wrestling Crate exclusive lapel, uh, which they've been giving these out in the last few months. Uh, this one's a Dude Love Mr. Sacco. They've all been Mr. Sockos, but this one's a dude love specifically. Um, all right, and then we also got a little poster. Looks, and it says uh, so. It's it's um, it's kind of a it's a play on uh, the Cactus Jack Wanted Dead um, logo thing, but it says Wanted Dude, and then it says Has Have Mercy. The happiest cat in the land use extreme use caution extremely dangerous. That's interesting. That he still use extremely dangerous. Now let's see. There's also a card that says everything you got. And let's see, Love Shack t shirt, wanted dude poster, uh, have, oh have mercy, air freshener, the dot the dye tie dye dude glasses, have mercy, lapel yeah, and enamel pin, remember dude summer of love. Spotify playlist. And a portion of the profits of this crate will be donated to FarmAid. So FarmAid, yeah. Go FarmAid. Kinda it kinda works, kinda makes sense given the tie-dye and summer of love and dude love and all that sort of stuff that goes along with that. 
um, motif of this box. Um, so there you go. Not the best box ever, but mm, not the worst. T-shirt's kind of cool. Anyways, uh, sunglasses, maybe I'll wear. Depends on what the Spotify playlist is. It's a lot of Led Zeppelin, I'll be pissed. But I'll check that out in a little bit. Um, Alright, let's move on. Now, also Saturday night, we should get started a little bit after, or actually might be still going on um, when NXT is going on. But also, going back to Vegas, um, it is UFC 202. Um... Now, I've watched UFC 200 with Brock Lesnar, and we'll get to that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And then I actually watched 201 also, which was, it was what it was. It wasn't anything spectacular. I didn't actually go go out specifically to watch it. It just happened to be at TGA Fridays, and it was on. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. Might as well check it out. Um, TGA Fridays has, uh, if you're not familiar, TGA Fridays shows the UFC fights for free. So if you just go hang out, get some food, drink some drinks, and uh, watch UFC. It's fun. Um, I don't know that I'll necessarily go for this. Um, possibly, but I kind of want to watch NXT TakeOver. So it, the timing doesn't really work. But maybe. Might go afterwards just to go check out the main event. Uh, the rest of the card I don't really care about. The main event's the only thing that's really... Oh, that's spectacular in this. With that said, I'm still going to make predictions for all the fights. And this is going to get... This is where uh, I'm probably going to lose a lot of them. Because A, it's MMA. So, it's unpredictable as it is. And two, I don't really know a lot of these guys. See what I did there? Um, Alright, so let's get into it. UFC uh, 202, live from Las Vegas. I'm going to do the whole card too. So, all the prelim stuff too. So, all right, we start off with the preliminary card on the UFC Fight Pass. If you got the UFC Fight Pass, you can watch this. I actually got a card one of, one of the first time we went for UFC 200 that was supposed to give me a free month of UFC Fight Pass, path, I, yeah, Fight Pass, I believe. I don't know what I did with that card, um, and I never did anything with it. I don't know what I physically did with it. I never used it. Uh, I might have to check that out at some point. But, in any event... So, our first matchup is a middleweight match between Alberto Uda versus Barvin Vittori. Um, I'm going to go with Alberto Uda. Because, why not? Right? Sure. Uda. He's got a cool last name. Uda. Alright, then next up is a welterweight fight between Colby Covington and Max Griffin. Uh, I think I've heard of... Colby Covington. Max Griffin, I just has kind of a generic game name. So I'm gonna go with Colby Covington. So there you go. Alright, next up, and as far as I know, all these guys are fighting as of now, as of right now, as of Thursday at five forty seven. Um all these guys are still fighting. No one's got suspended or injured or anything I, that I know of. So, going based off of what's on Wikipedia. So, anyways. Alright, now next up, Neil Magny versus uh, Lorenzo Lacken. Lorenz Lacken. Larkin. Lorenz Larkin. 
Yeah, I can say I can read. Uh, Lorenz Larkin, who I believe is Barry Larkin's sister. I'm just joking. This doesn't make any sense. No, I have no idea. Uh, no, Barry Larkin's son actually plays basketball, but uh, I don't think this guy has any relation to uh, Barry Larkin at all. He's also definitely not his sister because it doesn't make any sense. All right, I'm gonna go. But you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with him, Lorenz Larkin, because I said his name wrong and called him Barry Larkin's sister. I feel bad now. So Lorenz Larkin. I'm marking on these all down. It's all legit. I mean, you're, I'm recording it, so you'll know if I'm telling if I'm fibbing on you. All right. So next up, that's the end of the preliminary UFC fight card pass thing. Uh, next up is the preliminary card that's on Fox Sports One. If baseball is not going on, then it will be on Fox Sports Two, which no one actually gets, or at least I don't. Uh, maybe you do. If you have Directv, I guess you have it. I don't know. I don't know what if there is a baseball game on on Saturday. Uh, let's just check because last time because for USC two hundred, um, they had there was some game that went into extra innings and then it had started on you Fox Sports two and then they changed it over. And last time they just straight up had it on Fox Sports two and I was kind of like, hey you jerks, I don't get Fox Sports two. Throw me a bone here, um, but. Uh, Whatever. It didn't really matter. I didn't really... Like I said, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, or care. Uh, but no, it looks like... Um, oh, there is a baseball game. The Mets against San Francisco. It's supposed to end at 7. The prelims are supposed to start at 8. So if they don't go in extra innings... Eh, questionable. Um... There's also the Olympics going on, too. I don't know. I'll just throw that out there. Um, but whatever. Um, yeah, so, okay. Moving on. Preliminary card for Fox Sports 1. For the women's straw weight, we got Random Marcos versus Courtney Casey. Uh, I don't really know too much about the straw weight. Uh the women's strawweight division um, in the UFC, I'll be honest. Uh, I don't know who these people are. Uh, let's see. Let's see. But let's check them out. Let's see. Randa Quiet Storm Marcos. Let's see what she's got going on. Yeah, she looks like she beat me up. And then Courtney Casey? But she spells Courtney wrong. Or Courtney Weird. I should say wrong. I don't, I'm not going to... I don't know. Spells it without the U? Courtney without the U. Okay. Okay. That, that, hey, whatever. Um, yeah, she looks like she'd beat me up, too. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with... Uh, Random Marcos, just because Courtney spells her name weird, and it, it's weird me out. No other reason than that. So I gotta. All right, I'm gonna move this along a little quicker. I'm. Uh, this has already been going on for quite some time. All right, so next up we got um, 
the featherweight match, uh, Artem Lobov versus Chris Avila. I'm going to go Chris Avila. Uh, next up, we got uh, Raquel, uh, women's bantamweight, Raquel Pennington versus Elizabeth Phillips. I'm going to go with Elizabeth Phillips. How about that? All right. And then we got Cody Garbant, a bantamweight, this bantamweight, Cody Garbant versus Takea Mizugaki. I'm guessing that's not how you say it. Uh, But anyways, I'm going to go with Garbant. Uh, next up, we got. Uh, oh, now we're in the main card. The main event pay per view Las Vegas $45, no, $57, whatever, how much it costs, I don't even know. Uh, thing. We got Tim Means versus Saba Homasi in a welterweight battle. I'm going to go with Tim Means. I don't know what that means, but a Tim Means. All right, next up we got uh, Hyun Gyu Lim versus Mike Perry. I'm going to go with Hyun Gyu Hyun, Hyun Lim. Uh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> sorry, sorry, everyone. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, uh, next up we get another Walter Mate match. That was a Walter Mate match, that one too. Uh, Rick Story against Donald Sharon. Ah, uh, gonna go with Rick's story. Why not? Makes for a good story. Makes for a Rick story. Um, all right. Next up, we have a light heavyweight matchup. Ooh, getting heavy. Uh, Anthony Johnson going against Glover uh, Teixeira. I don't like the name Teixeira, so I'm gonna go with Anthony Johnson. Yeah. Why not? All right, and now we get to the main event of the evening, um, which you know has some wrestling-related uh, stuff going on with it, because Conor McGregor called out a whole bunch, called out basically the whole WWE lost uh, roster for the most part, calling them a bunch of uh, p-words, and then he'd beat them up every day. This got really tense. Uh, you know, I don't know if he said, I think he specifically said WWE locker room, although he kind of alluded to all wrestlers in general, professional wrestlers in general, which a lot of people were not too happy about, but a lot of people are saying he, I don't know, people are questioning whether he did that to rile people up on purpose to possibly lead into his future. Uh, I don't know about that at all. I, I don't know if I believe that for one bit. But uh, a lot of people are speculating, so whatever. But uh, he's fighting Nate Diaz in a rematch when Conor McGregor got beat by Nate Diaz. Granted, there was some questionable BS around that because he was actually supposed to fight. Um, uh, I believe he was, he was supposed to fight um, uh, the light the lightweight champion at the time because he was going to be lightweight instead of welterweight. This is welterweight. Rafael De Anos, 
And then Enos, yeah, broke his foot, and then he couldn't fight, so Diaz replaced him, and then Diaz beat him up. And then they were supposed to have the rematch at UFC 200, but then Conor McGregor retired, but then he said he was joking, but then he went to show for a press conference, and a whole bunch of stuff happened, and ultimately they worked it out, and he's at 202, and uh, he's fighting Nate Diaz. Again, for the rematch, I... Who's going to win? It's a big question. You know, man, I'm, I can't see McGregor losing twice. And, uh, yeah, I got to go with McGregor. I got to. I can't see him losing again to him. And if he does, then maybe he's done. But, uh, yeah, Conor McGregor. So there you go. That is the UFC. But Saturday night's not over. Well, technically it, it will be depending on where you are. Um, but Sunday in the day in Japan, or night night Japanese time, night time, whatever, which is early morning here in the United States. Actually, it's still late night Saturday at the West Coast in Las Vegas where those guys will be. New Japan Pro Wrestling is having its Super J tournament. Uh First time they've had it since I think 2009, and it's uh, a tournament that basically Jushin Thunder and Liger came up with back in their mid 90s. And they've held it kind of sparingly throughout the years. I think they kind of did it the first couple of years, and then they kind of it's been every other year. And then, oh, but um, yeah, it's just that basically junior heavyweights they all fight in this tournament, and they win the Super J Cup, and uh, they're having another one, and it's Saturday night. Which is why some of these guys aren't on the Ring of Honor card. Uh, but it's not specifically just the tournament either. There's a whole card um, of matches. Uh, but they're basically all... Um, they're all junior heavyweights. Um, which is cruiserweights for those of you that may not be familiar with that terminology of a junior heavyweight. It's kind of what New Japan calls their cruiserweights or light heavyweights or whatever you want to call them. All right, so the uh, there are obviously there's the quarterfinals, so there's four quarterfinal matches, then there are uh, the semifinal matches, then the finals obviously, and then in addition to that, there's two tag team title matches, which are um, IWGP has a working agreement with this thing, another group called NOAA, I believe it's called. So it's all their junior tag team championship and the IWGP junior tag team championships. And then there's also a couple of six-mans thrown in there because that's what Japan loves to do. They love their six-mans. Uh, Mexico does that too. But we'll go we'll go quick this real quick because I don't really know a lot of these guys. But you, for, So start off the card, you have Ida, Agiago, Yuma, and David Finley, who, if you recognize that name, yes... David Finley is Fit Finley, but this is his son, actually. Uh, versus Gurukin Mask, Kaji Tomato, and Bushi. Um, I'm going to go with the first team because they have David Finley on there. Because, sure. Whatever. Uh, Alright, next up we move into the tournament. And the first quarterfinal matchup is Jushin Thunderlager. Versus Tashishi. 
uh, Juice and Thunder Liger, and it, and it tells you where they're wrestling from. So Juice and Thunder Liger is New Japan Pro Wrestling. Taishi is Noah. Um, I gotta imagine Thunder Liger wins at least one of these matches, right? Yeah, come on. It's Juice and Thunder Liger. JTL, as they call him, I think. I don't think anyone calls him that. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's funny, because last year he was wrestling at uh, TakeOver, but uh, this year he's got his tournament going on, so... Alright, so next quarterfinal match, we got Tushita versus Kabushi... Kabushio. Kabushio? Kobiosh? Kobisho? I don't know. Kabushio is Noah. Kushida is New Japan. I'm going to go with... Ugh. Kushida. I mean, I I don't think all the New Japan guys are going to win, but at least I've heard of Kushida. Alright, next up we got, uh, next tournament match, we got Ryusuke Taguchi, who's New Japan, versus Yoshinobu Kanemoro, who is Noah. I'm going to go with Kanemaru, just because you know, I, I feel like some one of the Noah guys got to win, right? All right, next up uh, in the next the uh, final quarter round match, quarter final match, uh, we have Matt Seidel from Ring of Honor taking on Will Osprey of New Japan Pro Wrestling, who actually has signed a deal with Ring of Honor. Um, uh, I guess, although I, I, I'm a little confused, but I think, I don't know if it's part of the working agreement or you signed a separate deal. Some of these guys do actually have deals with both. Like I know the young bucks do, uh, but some of them just have with one, but they still wrestle in both. I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah. So Will Ospreay, who you might, Matt Seidel, you might remember as, as Evan Bourne in the WWE, but Will Ospreay, you may know because he had a match with Ricochet in Japan couple months ago that big van bader uh had some issues with it and said some comments about it and then it became a whole big deal about whether it was actually wrestling or it was just like gymnastics and became a whole thing and then uh actually they're gonna fight at some point in some league somewhere i think in europe some i think in england or germany or something like that uh so anyways um and to go with will osprey just because he's kind of a hot name right now. Not to take anything away from Matt Seidel, but he's kind of a retread. A little bit, you know. So, alright. Will Ospreay. Alright, so next up, there's another six-man tag. Just to break up the rounds, I'm assuming, on those, these ones. We have Titan, Karusitko, and Volador Jr., Versus Gran Guerrero, Voltimo Guerrero, and Euphoria. Now, I'm guessing these are... I'm guessing the Titan, Carricio, and Viol... I don't... I'm guessing some of these guys are from C, uh, CMLL, right? I mean, they have to be. And Guerrero? Come on, Guerrero? How many Guerreros are there, by the way? And are these guys actually related at all to Guerreros? Like, Ultimo Guerrero? Is that like Ultimo Dragon and like... Chavo Guerrero's son or something like I don't understand Gran Guerrero like what okay but anyways um I'm gonna go with the Guerrero Guerrero group because why not Guerrero group all 
can spell. All right, next up, we got the neck, the semifinals, which would be, I have, which I have it as Juice and Thunder Liger versus Kushida um, for the first one. And I think Kushida will be Juice and Thunder Liger. Not taking anything away from Juice and Thunder Liger. I just feel like he's got to win one match, but he can't win the tournament. And he's, you know, I think one of the younger guys has to win. Um, and then we got Will Ospreay against Connie Muru. Again, I think Will Ospreay's got that momentum going. So I think it's going to be Will Ospreay, even though Connie Muru would kind of give the Noah versus New Japan final. And no, I'm going to go with Will Ospreay. All right, then we got the tag team title matches. The uh, Noah, first the G- GHC Junior Tag Team Championships. I, believe, I don't know what GFC stands for, but I believe that's the Noah Junior Tag Champions. We got uh, a, a Sushi Cottage and Daisuke Harata, who are the champions, defending against ACH, who is a Ring of Honor guy, and Taiji Ishimori. I'm going to go with Kotej and Harata to the, to to keep the titles. Because, yeah. Sure. And then, um, next up is the IWGP, which is, I forget what it stands for, but that's the New Japan. Why they can't just call them New Japan champion? Like, I, I don't understand. I've never gotten it, but whatever. I think it stands for International Wrestling Group Promotion, or something like that. I have no idea. I'm guessing the W stands for wrestling. The Junior Tag Team Champions, who are the Young Bucks, taking on the Motor City Machine Guns. This is kind of a toss-up, because both guys, both both teams kind of work both back and forth in Japan and ROH. So I could see them winning it, and then continuing the feud also in ROH. So you know what? And there's no other Bullet Club members, as far as I know, involved. So I'm going to go with Motor City Machine Guns. Win the championship. There you go. And then finally, we got the finals of the Super J Tournament. Which I have as Koshida versus Osprey. As much as I'd like to say, go with Will Osprey for the momentum... I think Koshida's going to walk away with this one, given that um, uh, Kenny Omega just won their G1 Summit last week, or two weeks ago, whatever it was. Uh, I feel like they can't have, they can't have foreigners winning everything. I just feel like, I don't know, whatever. It's probably, I'm probably thinking too much into it, but I'm going to go with Koshida. All right, and then that leads up to SummerSlam. But before we get to SummerSlam, I got another box. Let's get into this box, and um, you may have noticed Lack's box was Dude Love related. This July box is Greetings from Toother Consequences, so clearly Cactus Jack related. Uh, the box has the sticker that features, a, the sticker is a, um, a yellow and black sticker and has a silhouette of Cactus Jack doing the bang bang and it looks like he's standing in the middle of a desert in New Mexico and also has no there's no barbed wire in this one which is surprising you would have thought there would be barbed wire in this but um, alas alas there is not alright let's open this bad boy up see what kind of goodies we got inside I'm guessing a lot of Cactus Jack related stuff 
Um, but yeah. Well, I see a t-shirt and some other stuff. Lots of yellow and uh, black. Uh, we'll start off with, well, let's say the t-shirt. All right, so there's a koozie. It has the wanted dead Cactus Jack, the world's most uh, dangerous wrestler. Use costume, extremely dangerous. It's the Legends, Can Cooler Legends number four, which actually I was surprised there wasn't one in the last one, but I guess they skipped a month. Uh, there's also the, the obligatory pin that has the same logo. There is a keychain that also has the Wanted Dead Cactus Jack uh, uh, logo on it. There is a another Give Me a Lapel Yeah Pro Wrestling Crate, Pro Wrestling Crate exclusive um, uh, uh, lapel pin. This one is Mr. Sacco covered in blood wearing a Wanted Cactus Jack t-shirt but has a picture of Mr. Sacco on it. So that's kind of cool. And it says number four in it, so I'm guessing this is number four out of, I don't know how many, it doesn't say. But I guess this was the fourth one. I don't know. Alright, there's more stuff in here. Uh, there is a, a cup. A kind of like muggish, plastic muggish cup. It says greetings from Tooth or Con- yeah, Greetings from Tooth... Greetings from Truth or Consequences. Um, there is a... a T or C bang bang sticker which just looks like one of those stickers that people put on their cars that will say like you know have initials of wherever they're from or like the airport or whatever that they're from you know near or whatever so you, you've seen them on cars back of cars um, and then we got the t-shirt which is Cactus Jack wearing a Cactus Jack shirt Wearing a no, no, it's just no, this one. This Cactus Jack wearing a Cactus Jack shirt, and uh, yeah, it's brown and it, it's kind of brownish instead of black, but whatever, that's cool, that's cool. And then of course the card that says all the stuff you got. Make sure we got everything. We got the wanted keychain. Got the greetings from T or C Drinkstein, the Bang Bang T-shirt. Although it doesn't say bang bang on it anywhere, but he's doing the bang bang thing, so I don't know. Can Cooler Legends number four, King of Deathmatch. Oh, it's supposed to be King of the Deathmatch. Lapel, yeah. Yeah, pin. I guess that makes sense. Um, to the Consequences bumper sticker. And a portion of the profits of this crate will be donated to the American Red Cross. So that kind of makes sense, too, given all the blood that he has spilled over the years. Um, let's put all this stuff back in the box. And 2 and yada yada yada. Alright. So that's cool. Another box, another thing. Alright, whatever. Uh, that was fun. Alright, now, moving on. We get to the the biggest party of the summer. Despite all these other things being fun and party, party-ish. We get to the biggest party of the summer. Uh, SummerSlam. Uh, there's 11 matches as of now. Uh, I will mention, though, and going back, hold on, just going back real quick to um, NXT, I, I find it interesting that there's no Hideo Itami or Authors of Pain, um, so maybe those guys could possibly um, be involved in that, just throwing that out there. Alright, so, work, but going to SummerSlam, let's move it on to SummerSlam, there's 11 matches announced so far, there could be more... 
And there's two hour pre-show. And they haven't necessarily. They haven't said that any of these matches are in the pre-show. But given that. The pre-show starts at five. The actual pay-per-view. Or whatever you want to call it. Starts at seven. But the tickets I guess. Or the event site says. Starts at six. So I'm guessing something's going to happen. Between six and seven. In the arena. Otherwise. Why would you say it starts at 6 if it really starts at 7? If it started at 7, legitly, you'd probably put like 6.45 or maybe 6.30 on the tickets. Not 6. That's an hour worth of nothing. You know, WWE doesn't typically do that. Concerts, sure, they do that all the time. Went to Pearl Jam. Tickets said 6.30. This concert didn't start till 7.30. Whatever. But, I don't... WWE doesn't typically do that. So... And I don't think they would do dark matches because what would be the point of that? Uh, so some of these are probably going to end up the pre-show, but let's just go in order that they have them listed on Wikipedia because that seems to be the easiest thing to do. So we start off with a match that won't be taking place as advertised because some stuff went down. Now, let me go back. So yesterday, um, and this goes back, Roman Reigns got suspended a couple months ago uh, for the wellness policy. Apparently, he was taken um, Adderall and didn't have a prescription, whatever. He got suspended 30 days, came back, whatever. That's fine. Um, yesterday, um, Alberto Del Rio got suspended. Not not sure for what. Didn't They didn't say it for what. Um, it leaked out about the Adderall thing with the Roman Reigns. They don't actually announce what they got, they got tested for. Um, uh, no, uh, and then maybe an hour or two later after that, Paige get suspended for 30 days both their first uh, offenses but interestingly enough they're supposedly dating i mean they're dating but there's some questionable there's some question about it whether or not they're actually really dating or if they're just doing that for the total divas show i don't know it's it's i don't know i don't watch total divas i feel a lot of that total diva stuff is kind of fabricated and fake so whether or not that's part of it. They also had an incident back in Vegas a couple months ago, right after the uh Money in the Bank pay per view. That was some there was some question involved in that. So who knows what's going on, but they're both suspended. Now given that Paige was injured and wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna be able to wrestle on the show anyways, it doesn't really matter for her as much. And Alberto Del Rio wasn't on the card regardless. So he fought Cena on SmackDown, and that may be the last we see of him. Um, at least for 30 days, anyways. And who knows about Paige? Who knows if she'll be ready to wrestle in 30 days regardless. But, since neither, neither of them were wrestling on the card, it didn't really matter. But today, just a couple hours ago, um, Eva Marie got suspended for a wellness violation, wellness policy violation as well. And the interesting part of that is they've been doing this gimmick on SmackDown ever since they did the draft where she was supposed to make her spectacular debut and then she tweaked her hamstring, then she had a wardrobe malfunction, then she got stuck in traffic, and now that she's supposed to make her debut on SummerSlam, she violates the wellness policy? I mean... I don't think they would use that storyline given what just happened with other people getting suspended. Seems a little... Wouldn't be quite 
wouldn't work out quite well. Again, given what happened with Brock Lesnar as well, let's talk about Brock Lesnar for a second. He did test positive after UFC 200 or even before two UFC 200, but apparently WWE doesn't necessarily care because he's a part-time employee and they don't check him, which I don't understand that. Like, he's in your ring. Like, how are you not checking him? Like, that just doesn't, doesn't seem very healthy a healthy or b very responsible like what if he's high on crack and or high on something and drops someone on their head or drops dead or something stupid like that and you didn't test him and you let him go out there and wrestle like that seems dumb to me this seems really dumb to me but anyways and okay so little backstory here is so raw smackdown they split up they did the whole draft um they're trying to here's the thing they're trying to make it seem as though they're even um but i have my issues with that first of all raw's raw it's been around for 20 whatever years at this point it's always it's was it was here before smackdown it's been the number one show generally speaking you know since 93 and it's, you know, it's on Monday as opposed to SmackDown, which is on Tuesday now. But it was on Thursday and it was on Friday and sometimes Tuesdays, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't live. And now it's live. But at the same time, it's only two hours. It's supposed to three hours. You put more talent on Raw because it's three hours versus two hours. And also, the other thing that really makes me, kind of stands out to me, that makes makes it seem like SmackDown is not important, as important. Even though Dean Ambrose is the champion, is on SmackDown. Um... But now they're making a new championship, so what is... I mean, what, it's almost like it doesn't even matter. But here's the thing that I... That no one's really pointed out that always comes across to me. Is if I'm watching Raw on Monday night... And it's coming up, creeping up on 11 o'clock. When it, you know, 8 to 11. Creeping up on 11 o'clock. I know that's not ending at 11. It's actually scheduled to 11.05 to be with on the guide. But that doesn't mean anything. A lot of times it goes to 11.07. It goes to 11.10, 11.15... 11.20 sometimes it's gone to in the past. Whereas SmackDown, so far since they've gone live, have still just ended at 10. And sometimes in a couple of these weeks that they've done it, it's almost seemed like, oh, they ended like even a little bit early. Not not cut off the broadcast, but they're standing around doing nothing because, oh shit, we didn't time it right and we still got five minutes left and everything's done. Crap, what are we going to do? Um... They've kind of counterbalanced that a little bit by having a after show for SmackDown, which they don't do for Raw, probably because Raw's not over till 11.15, so people aren't going to stay up. Maybe, I don't know. Whereas SmackDown's over 10, so flip over to Network, watch the half an hour Smacking Talk show. Uh, they both have pre-shows now, which SmackDown didn't used to. So that's kind of thing. But, you know, at the same time, I say, I don't buy that they are even. Raw's going to be the number one show. It always is. It always has been. That doesn't mean SmackDown can't be good, like, content-wise, or on par with Raw content-wise. It was, the first time around they did this, it was very, it was close for a while. Uh, but then, ultimately, SmackDown became the B-Show, which I have a feeling they're going to do that again. But, anyways, let's get to the card. So, Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi were supposed to take on Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and the debuting... Eva Marie. No, sorry. I, <laughs> my Amazon Echo is going off again. Uh, let me just call her Bliss for now on. Um, so Eva Marie is not going to be involved. 
and that would have worked perfectly storyline wise. Would have been amazing, but I I honestly don't think, given the Lesnar situation, given Roman Reigns suspended, given uh, Del Rio and Paige suspended, that they're going to fake suspend Eva Marie. Um, with that said, I still think Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi are gone. Well, actually, no, I take that back. I I think Eva Marie would have somehow won the match despite not doing anything to get her over more as a heel. Uh, but now that she's not there, I don't know who's going to take her place. I'm sure there's someone that's on the roster that I'm not thinking of. I'll easily just slide in there. Or maybe um, someone from NXT or something. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Carmella, Becky Lynch, and Naomi. Because uh, I don't... I just feel like they don't know what to do now because of that. Um, all right, moving on. we got Cesaro versus Sheamus in a first match of a best-of-seven series, which I don't quite understand what they're fighting for. They're not really fighting for anything. They're just having a best-of-seven series because why the hell not, I guess? Mick Foley made it happen, and Mick Foley says this should happen. So, sure, why not? Um, I'm going to go with Sheamus on this one, because it really doesn't matter who wins this first match so much. Um, but, yeah, sure, I'm going to go with Sheamus. Um, next up, we get The Miz defending an Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Crews. Not Creed, as Daniel Bryan called him. Apollo Crews, and then Miz kept calling him. Apollo Crews. Um, I'm going to go with the Miz on this. I just I don't feel like Apollo Crews is ready to have the Intercontinental title um, yet. Maybe down the line, but yeah, not yet. Not yet. And the Miz seems to be counting down the days. I feel like they could really push that for a while. I know they tried to do it in the past with... Uh, who was it? Santino Morella had the Honko meter. Uh, I don't think he'll have it as long as the Honk Tonk Man, but at least they can kind of tease it for a bit if he has it for a while. And I don't see anyone that really is going to take it from him right away, but I don't know. We'll see. Next up, we got Enzo and Cass taking on Jericho and Kevin Owens. Um, yeah, that's an interesting pairing of Jericho and Kevin Owens. Uh, I feel like they kind of didn't know what to do with them, so they're like, well, Enzo and Cass, and Jericho and Owens, eh, whatever, let's throw them in the tag match. Sure. Um, I feel like Enzo and Cass are going to win this, because I feel like Jericho and Owens are going to eventually have matches against each other. I don't think they're going to coexist as a tag team for very long. I mean, that's typical of Chris Jericho, though. Uh, did the same thing with the uh, AJ Styles, but whatever. They're calling each other, they're calling themselves Jericho, 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 that's what it is. So, Enzo and Cass, though. I feel like they're really pushing Enzo and Cass. I think this will lead to something down the line, but let's not get ahead of ourselves because the next match is the New Day, which is Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods because Big E is out with an injury. Doesn't mean he won't be there in some form or another, but he's currently out with an injury. Taking on Gallows and Anderson, the club. Um, now, here's the thing that's bothered me about this is they say the New Day is the longest reigning tag team champions of all time. Not correct in the grand scheme of things, but for the lineage of these titles, which only date back to 2002 when they introduced them on SmackDown, not the world tag team championships that were before that, that they're not counting, which Demolition obviously has a record and they're not anywhere near close to that yet. 
So with that said, regardless of what they say, um, I still think that the New Day is going to lose. And I feel like this is going to be the beginning of maybe something happening, Biggie getting upset, something going on, maybe clashing some heads here. Uh, but Gallows and Anderson, I think are going to win this. Eventually, I think that means end zone cast. Gallows and Anderson is going to be kind of a thing, which would be cool, I think. I don't know. But anyways, I think Gallows and Anderson win tag titles. That's my guess. Um, and next up, we got Sasha Banks defending her newly won title. She won it the night after Battleground. Uh, the Women's Championship against Charlotte and Dana Brooke is banned from ringside. So, now notice Dana Brooks banned from ringside. Not any everybody's banned from ringside. So maybe Ric Flair might get involved. I don't know. But I don't necessarily think that means Charlotte's going to win. I think Sasha Banks is going to come out still as champion at the end of the night. Alright, moving on. We've got Rusev with Lana, his wife now, they got married, uh, taking on Roman Reigns for the United States Championship. Now, a lot of people have said Roman Reigns has been um, punished, as it were, for his, you know, being suspended. And while, yes, he did lose cleanly to Finn Balor, and prior to that lose, he took the he took the uh, pin in the triple threat um, against... Uh, Ambrose and Seth Rollins at the Battleground. Will I mean, he's still getting a U.S. Championship match against Rusev at the SummerSlam. Like, I don't know that that's necessarily... I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And he beat him on Raw. With that all said, I, I like Rusev as the U.S. Champion. I think Rusev works well as the U.S. Champion. They ruined it last time by having him lose it to Cena. Even though Cena... Did a good job with it in the open challenge thing he did, but I feel like Rusev should have still had it for a while. And I don't think he should lose it to Reigns here. And I don't think he will. I think Rusev wins. Keeps the title. Alright, next up we got John Cena versus AJ Styles. Now here's the interesting thing about this. John Cena has not won at SummerSlam since 2010 when he beat the Nexus basically all by himself which a lot of people had issues with and apparently he hasn't won a singles match since 2007 or something like that but he's lost five years in a row lost to CM Punk that he lost to CM Punk again in a triple threat big show lost to Daniel Bryan lost the title to Daniel Bryan actually kind of lost the time title to CM Punk too but it was like a unification thing but whatever um and then he lost he got destroyed by Brock Lesnar and then last year, he lost the U.S. title in the title for title match against Seth Rollins because of Jon Stewart, who will be in the building at SummerSlam. Now, will Jon Stewart get involved in any way, shape, or form, either in this match or with the Seth Rollins match? I don't necessarily think so. It was kind of a last minute. Jon Stewart's going to be there. I think he'll just be there. He might have some sort of interaction at some point in the night, but I don't think he'll be involved as much as he was last year when he was the host. Uh, but in any event, keep that in the back of mind. He will be there. Cena against AJ Styles. Now, will Cena's losing streak continue? That's the question everyone wants to know. 
And I gotta imagine it does. Because where does JJ Styles go from here if you have him lose to John Cena? Clearly, John Cena is just John Cena. He's lost at SummerSlam five years in a row, and he's still, he still doesn't hurt him. It's not going to hurt him. AJ Styles is kind of teetering. I, I don't think it would kill him, but I don't. How's it going to help him? Especially if you're trying to build, um, you know, a certain brand. These guys are on SmackDown. They need to build stars on SmackDown, whereas a good amount of them are on Raw. You got to build those stars, and AJ Styles. Well, he's, you know, high up on the card here. I don't know if he's necessarily the huge star that they need yet. But, having beat John Cena cleanly? Yeah. Well, will this be clean? Maybe not. But, I still think he's going to win. Will the club get involved? There's another question, too. Because they kind of just ended that thing when the draft happened. And, you know, at the same time, I kind of like them to keep it separate. But... Yeah, you never know. Um, all right, next up, uh, I'll go with the Rollins, Rollins Finn Balor for the WWE Universal Championship, the brand new WWE Universal Championship. Now, a lot of people have had some issues with the name, and uh, yeah, it does sound kind of weird. And yes, I understand <clears> that they have the WWE Universe, so it kind of works into that. And then there's some debate of whether, oh, it's Universal. They're on USA, and USA is owned by Universal. That's owned by NBC. That's owned by Comcast. That's I don't know, That seems like a bit of a stretch. I feel like they just, they're just they going off the end uh, WWE Universe thing, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, universe champion, Universal Champion, like, I don't know. That seems a little far-fetched. Um, global Championship would have maybe made more sense. I don't know, but whatever. Um, regardless. It's a new. It's the Raw Championship. Just call it that because that's what it is. Whereas the WWE World Championships, the SmackDown Championship. I don't know. I guess they just wanted to move away from WWE Championship versus World Heavyweight Championship that they've had forever. So unified, and then I don't think they just wanted to bring it back up. So they're making some other title, whatever. Uh, with that said, Finn Balor uh, surprise. A little bit of a surprise. I think a lot of people have just assumed that Roman Reigns would be in this spot against Rollins. Uh, but again, is he being is he being um, you know uh, punished? Yeah, maybe I don't know. But regardless, who's gonna win it? <sighs> I, the Demon King, as they're calling him, Finn Balor, when he paints up and does that whole thing, it's cool. But to come in to WWE and have your first match and win the Raw Heavyweight Championship, whatever you want to call it, against Seth Rollins, who just came back from the, you know, being injured a couple months ago, won the title for a second, and then lost, dropped it to Dean Ambrose. I feel like Seth Rollins, like he never really got to finish out his run last time when he was injured, and I just feel he he works as the champion, as that that heel champion. Uh, but then again. Does the club get involved? Because, you know, Finn Balor was the leader of the Bullet Club, and you know, his boys are there. Gallows and Anderson, they're on, are all on Raw. I don't know, but I gotta go with Seth Rollins, I think. I, gotta think, I think Seth Rollins is just... It, makes, it just makes too much sense for him not to win it. Um, Alright, so, and then we got Dean Ambrose, the world, WWE World Heavyweight Champion, taking on Dolph Ziggler, which again, another surprise. 
I don't necessarily know who that shit would have been. A lot of people were kind of speculating AJ Styles, but his feud with Cena wasn't over. I mean, I guess Cena could have stepped in there, but I don't know. But Ziggler works, I guess. They're teasing him, turning heel. I don't know if he will. I don't think he does. I don't think he wins the title unless he does. But I don't see him winning the title either. I think Ambrose is walking away with this one. So there we go. Um, Ambrose winning the title. Or keeping the title. And then finally... The main event of the evening. I I think it's going to be the main event of the evening. I'm actually not 100% sure whether or not um, this will go on last. Uh, but I feel like it will. This is the first match announced... They've been hyping it up pretty good. It's it's Raw versus SmackDown. You know, it's that whole thing. Yeah. Probably it'll probably have Steph and Mick and Shane and uh, and uh, and Daniel Bryan involved in this in some shape, way, shape, or form. Um, we got Brock Lesnar taking on Randy Orton. RKO versus the F5. Suplex City versus Viperville. Whatever other stupid thing you can say and Paul Heyman will be with Brock Lesnar there's some question of whether or not he'd be there because his contract was apparently up and I guess they came to some agreement and he will be there so who wins who walks out of here who gains dominance for his brand um I mean can you really go against Brock Lesnar I don't know if you can but at the same time he's got that he's got that you know black cloud of the you know the the um the uh, steroid estrogen blocker, whatever you want to call it, test, you know, and, and you know what happened at UFC, and he won, he beat, beat Marhan, Mark Hunt, and and, and uh, you know, somewhat, you know, it wasn't like ridiculously uh, um, overwhelming fashion or anything like that, but he, you know, he he beat him pretty pretty good. Um, he should have walked in here, you know, you know, UFC, you know, blah blah blah. I beat UFC now, I'm gonna win. SummerSlam, you know, all hyped up and everything like that, and then, yeah, didn't really happen because he got, you know, the steroid thing, and then Randy Orton kind of joked about it and stuff, and then it became kind of a thing there. But at the same time, it's like, well, is Randy Orton the guy that you want to have beat Brock Lesnar? Is he the one getting the push off of this? I don't know. I kind of say no. Um... I gotta go with Brock Lesnar. I, I just I I gotta go Lesnar. I just I can't see in this scenario Randy Orton winning. And I don't I think that was the purpose of having Randy Orton fight him. Yes, Randy Orton's coming back. It's you know his first match back or his first pay per view match back from the injury. He's a big name. They haven't really fought before. They had one match way back when. But that was all the more reason to have Lesnar kind of go over him on him. Um coming off the UFC win, but, you know, with that, with that, I don't know, you know, but I, I can't go against Lesnar, I just, I can't do it. Um, also, just want to note, I mean, they might add some matches, I mean, I'm not going to make any predictions for matches that don't exist, but Darren Young and Titus O'Neil were having, having a bit of a feud, not, not, they're not on the card. Um, another guy not on the card is uh, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was kind of involved in the Ambrose Ziggler thing. Will he get involved there? Possibly. Um, Sami Zayn's not involved anywhere. I don't know where he fits into any of this, but he's how, he he goes from beating Kevin Owens last month in a great match to not being on the SummerSlam card. Like I, I don't understand how that works. 
Like how? It's you know it. It's one thing like. It's one thing like if you if he lost if he lost Kevin Owens. Okay, fine, I get it. He lost Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is going on, but I feel like if he lost Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens beat him, Kevin Owens would be somewhere higher in the card than tagging with Chris Jericho. Not there's anything wrong with that, but it's like, well, then why is Timmy Zayn not anywhere to be found? It doesn't really make sense. Um, also, Kalisto and Baron Corbin were having a bit of a feud, which doesn't apparently not leading up to anything in the in the SmackDown or sorry, in the SummerSlam for the SmackDown crew, and also the SmackDown tag champion or there is no tag champion yet there apparently will be apparently going to add a tag and women's champion to smackdown in addition to adding the cruiserweight champion to raw with the cruiserweight division going to move to raw i thinking i think they're waiting until after the cruiserweight classics over on that one but that might determine the champion i don't know they haven't really said uh but um there's no tag match for smackdown i mean we have american alpha who are fairly over right now not involved it's like you moved them up for NXT, so they're not in the NXT show, and then they're not on SummerSlam. I feel like they might add something. I don't know what, and I'm not going to predict it um, on here because I don't know what it is. But, uh, I'm not going to just speculate on what could happen. Uh, if they do do one, uh, I will make predictions and I will add it to my prediction thing. I know you won't have any ideas to know if I'm actually making it up or just cheating or whatever, but I, I, I guarantee I will be. I'll be as honest as possible. So, I will be posting all this stuff on um, the blog, razorvader.blogspot.com. Check it out. I'll post all the pictures of the boxes. I will post uh, my results of how I did for my predictions um, sometime later next week. Um, uh, Also, if you haven't subscribed yet, go on to iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe to the One Man Renegade Podcast. Uh, You can check me out on Twitter at razorvader. Uh, you can email me at razorvader at gmail if you have something you want to talk about. I don't know. Um, what else? What else? I guess that's that's it. And uh, thanks for listening. I know this was a long one, but there was a lot to get to. Uh, there was a lot to talk about. And um, hopefully I'm going to have some new episodes coming up uh, pretty soon. I've actually, honestly, a uh, little spoiler alert, I have one in the can already. Uh, I was going to release it, but I decided to save it because of reasons that you will find out later. Uh, I might do one revolving around fantasy football. Um, that's an idea I have coming up, so that might be my next one uh, for Chapter 13, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, but thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy all these crazy-ass shows that are coming up. Um, I definitely will be watching Ring of Honor. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely be watching NXT and SummerSlam. The New Japan one I might check out, although unless they have an English version of the commentary, that's that's tough to watch. Uh, so I might wait on that, but um, UFC, like I said, I might see the main event. I don't know yet. We'll see what happens. But that's going to do it, and thanks for listening, and have a good weekend. Have a good party of the summer, biggest party of the summer. Enjoy everything, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.